one of us have certain things that can get under our skin. And um, as you seek to walk with the Lord, there, there seems to be other things that can, um, about our own life, that can get us troubled or upset. This this whole, as we mentioned this morning, this whole Supreme Court thing was a bad enough thing, but how many of you saw what they did to the White House? Did you see that? That they put the rainbow colors on the White House, the rainbow colors, and isn't this how Satan works? Take a promise of God, the rainbow is a promise of God, and it has become the identity of, of a homosexual lifestyle. And they lit up the entire White House with rainbow colors. They don't do that on the 4th of July in red, white, and blue, or on Memorial Day, or anything like that. And I did, when I saw that, I, I just started fretting. And it's easy to allow things to get under your skin, well it is for me, and then to have it take me off somewhere where I don't belong. And um, tonight I want to direct our attention to Psalm 37. If you are looking for a good psalm to memorize, um, Psalm 37 would be an excellent one. (coughs) And especially in these days. I appreciate the (coughs) honesty and transparency of the Word of God and those that God used to record Scripture. And you read through the Psalms and you will find a, a... very real transparency on why do the wicked prosper and they grow as a green bay tree and why is this? And then he'll say, well, then I considered their end. But in this psalm, it gives us many things that we are to do. And I just want to call our attention to these because in the days that we live in, It is easy for us to get sidetracked being upset about something that maybe we can or cannot do something about. And we need to be brought back, okay, this is something that I can do. First of all, he begins, verse 1, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. So, right at the start, he, he gives us this um, command on a negative. Don't do this. Don't fret about evildoers. Now, we can become fretful about evildoers because they're making it maybe difficult for us, um, because they remind us of ourselves sometimes, because they seem to prosper, and it seems like what we're trying to do isn't going, or because they may be attacking you or whatever. But he says, 
Fret not thyself because of evildoers. And then he goes on in verse 2. He says, I want you to see the big picture. Now, notice how many verses through this he brings this out. Verse 2. Don't fret because of evildoers, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. So he reminds us, look at the big picture. They may seem to be flourishing now, but see the big picture. Notice, if you'd look down at verse 9. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. So he's saying, don't fret about something that is really short-lived. They may seem like they're prospering, but they'll be cut down like the grass. They'll wither and fade away. You'll look for their place, and it shall not be. I can remember being in Red Square in Moscow. And all that is left, they had a huge... Diligently consider his place. And so the psalmist is reminding us don't waste your energy fretting about the evildoers. He goes on, and, and throughout the remainder of the chapter, he brings out um, many details. But notice if you look at verse 12 the wicked plotteth against the just. And gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. You don't often read about the Lord laughing at him. But the Lord, it says, the Lord laughs at him. He's plotting against the just. He's conniving. He's doing all these things. And the Lord said... They're not going to be successful. Do you understand what is going on in our nation does not have the Lord walking about heaven, wringing His hands, saying, Oh no, how is this going to turn out? How is this going to end? The Lord looks down and He says, They think they've won a great victory. Little do they know. And he says, don't waste your time fretting about it. We ought to be burdened, we ought to be concerned, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. But fret not because of evildoers. 
But now he starts going in and he gives us directives that are positive. Notice verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. You really can't separate the two of those. You are trusting in the Lord. It doesn't mean you just sit back and do nothing. If you are trusting in the Lord, you go do good. We as believers are saved by grace through faith unto good works, Ephesians 2 tells us. And rather than fretting our, our hearts and souls about the evil, we say, God, you're going to take care of it. What is it you want me to do? How can I bless someone today? How can I do something for your cause today? What good can I do today? See, we sometimes think that, that we need a, a march on Washington or something like that. We just need to be the lights where God's put us. We need to, to be His representative where we are. And to trust God, God, you're going to take, you've already taken care of my past. You've already taken care of my sin. I can trust you for the future. I can trust you for today. And God, what now do you want me to do today? We should be known as people that go about doing good, that we believe His Word. God, this is what you said, so I trust you. And I know your word is true, the promises of God. We mentioned some of the promises this morning, but trust His, trust his promises. I'm trusting you, and I'm acting upon it. Now I'm going to go and do good. It's not what we know that's important, it's what we do. I mean, knowledge, the Bible tells us, puffs up. But even a child, Proverbs tells us, even a child is known by his doings. There's, there's certain names that when you mention the name, um, people will have images of that kid. You know what I mean? And some they'll think, oh, what a nice, polite kid. And some will think, that kid is a tear. That why? Because of their name? No, by their doings. And as Christians, we are to trust God, and by our doings we should be known. So, he says, it's a replacement principle. Don't fret, rather trust God and do good. And then notice verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Delight in the Lord. You may be prone to despair. You may be prone to discouragement. But we are commanded to delight ourselves in the Lord. Now, if we look inside at us, that can lead to discouragement. If we look around us, that can lead to despair. But if we look to Jesus, that leads to delight. 
And when you find yourself being filled with anxiety and fear and despair and hopelessness, that's the dash like flashing saying, delight in the Lord. Do you understand? We can always delight in the Lord. You can't always delight in the weather, can you? Nope. You can't always delight in your health. You can't always delight in your circumstances, but we can always delight in the Lord. And when we go to the Lord and we think on Him, and even in the song that we we sung a moment ago, bow the knee when I come into Your presence, Lord, and I sense Your awesome power as I bow the knee. We just need to spend more time in the presence of God. We need to delight in Him. There's various things that we can delight in, but it's all temporary. Your team may win, and then they'll lose. The weather may be nice, but then it's not going to be just what you want. But you can always delight in the Lord. And so he said, delight yourself also in the Lord. And then the next directive that he gives, verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. One of my mom's favorite verses were from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. That's committing your way to the Lord. Lord, I'm going to work today, and I've worked here 30 years, but I need you today, Lord. I'm committing this day to you. As you get out of bed, God, I'm not even sure I can get out of bed today, but I'm glad that I can commit this day to you. God, I don't know what today holds, but I commit this day to you. We take too much upon ourselves. God says, I want you to commit it to me. And notice what He said, Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Leave the decisions to God. He has an amazing way of making things work. But we take it into our own hands, we mess it up, and then we go read the directions. Isn't that how we as men do it? God says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all these other things will be added unto you. What is it that you're bearing the burden and you need to just take it and commit it to God? God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this next week. I don't know how I'm going to handle this meeting. I don't know about this. Take it to Jesus. Commit it to the Lord. And then, and it's only after that, notice if you'd look, commit your way to the Lord, verse 5, trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass and He shall bring forth thy righteousness as thy light and thy judgment as the noonday. Then, after we commit to Him, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him, and He brings it back around again. 
Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in the way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. So he said, rest in the Lord. Do you understand God has called us to rest? Too many times we're like the troubled sea and we're tossed and driven. God really wants us. We can trust Him. He is a gentle shepherd. He is the perfect Father. He is the only one that we can fully trust and you can rest in Him. In the midst of a world that, that is on the brink of falling apart, I don't know if you've, you've noticed, and I don't know a lot of the details, but um, I heard this morning in Greece, in Greece, they've had major financial turmoil, and um, everybody's going to the ATMs today to draw their money out, And they've come out and said now the banks are closed on Monday and it's throwing the whole EU, the European Union, in this big turmoil because Greece is indebted to the EU and they're part of the EU. And and if they fall, they say it'll be like dominoes one after another. As Christians, we should be able to rest. Rest. What's going to happen to my 401k? You want to know probably what will happen? No, you don't want to know probably what will. But we can rest in the Lord. And that's what he's saying. Don't fret about these things. Trust God. Delight in God. Commit your way to God. Rest in the Lord. And then I like just how personal it is. Verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. How many of you have been entertaining thoughts Angry thoughts of things that you know you probably shouldn't do. You don't need to raise your hand. See, when we get fretful, when something just isn't right, that isn't right what they're doing, and somebody needs to put them in their place, and and we just get wound up about it. And the more we think about it, the more wound up we get, and the tighter we're wrapped. And he says... Wait a minute. James chapter 1 and verse 20. The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. We're to trust God and do good. And he says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Anger does not work the purposes of God. And be careful that you don't look at the evildoers as the enemy. The enemy is Satan. Every other human being is deceived. Every human being is made in the image of God 
God desires to have fellowship with them. They were made for that purpose. They were made to glorify God, but they believed lies that brought them to the conclusions they're at today. And we need to have mercy. It is but by the grace of God that we're not there. Every one of you, every one of us that had the privilege of growing up in a God-fearing home, what would we have been like if we grew up in a in an atheist home or a Muslim home or whatever? I mean, it wasn't because we were special that God allowed us to be exposed to the truth. That is the mercy of God. And rather than be angry and hate people, we ought to have compassion. So he says, cease from anger. And then, if you'd look down, verse 27. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. Again, another directive that he's giving us a command. He's telling us what to do. Depart from evil. Don't be wasting your time being involved in evil speaking, evil thinking, evil doing. Wasting your time in in trivial matters that don't have any eternal bearing. Depart from evil. And there again, he knows we struggle with this. Depart from evil and do good. He's reminding us again. Depart from evil and do good. You understand? It doesn't matter what laws are made. There is no law against the fruit of the Spirit. They can't outlaw doing good. So they put you in prison. They put Paul and Silas in prison. And they did good. They praised God. They sang songs. They led people to Jesus. They did good. And no matter what it says of the fruit of the Spirit, against such there is no law. They can't outlaw you from doing good. From walking in the Spirit. So depart from evil and do good. In your life right now, what is there that you say, God, what is there that you want me to put off, not do, and what you want me to put on? It's, it's natural, humanly speaking, for us to be concerned about the future. But does it drive us to the point of fretting and anger and bitterness and fearfulness that motivates us to... God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And, and when you find yourself going there, come back, okay? I need to trust in God. I need to delight in the Lord. And to take the time to think about the Lord and, and to delight in His character and His nature. And then this burden that's in front of you, have you committed to the Lord? Have you given it to the Lord? Can you rest in the Lord? I know God will make all things right. 
I know God will take care of me. And let God take care of His responsibilities. We are way, 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 way too small to take any of God's responsibilities. And He doesn't expect us to. We can rest in Him. And then He comes down in verse 34 and He says, Wait on the Lord and keep His way. And He shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. God writes the last chapter. And He's already told us how it ends. And He said, just wait. The best is yet to come. Just wait. You shall inherit the earth, He says. And you will see it. Wait on the Lord. With The word wait carries a sense of expectation. And it carries a sense of dependence. It carries a sense of as a, a servant looking to his master and, and there for his service and, and whatever I can do to be useful to you. Wait on the Lord. And of course, we're familiar with the promise, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. There are days that come that you just get weary. I don't know if I can keep battling another day, Lord. Come back to Psalm 37 in these directives and you will find that you will have renewed strength. You will find that you will be able to run and you will find that God is truly more than enough. Psalm 37 has been such a blessing to me in my life over and over again. And it reminds me of what I need to do. It's easy for a mind to get off on things that we can't do anything about. But the things we can control. I can control what I delight in, what I trust in. I can control what I commit to God. I can control the things that upset me. And as I take these directives... And as we take them and implement them in our lives, it will bring a major, major difference in our lives so that we can rise above the circumstances and truly walk in victory. Do you understand? The darker the night gets, the brighter the light shines. And we need to make sure that we aren't cursing the darkness but that we're making the light bright. And that we are making sure as we make it bright that it will be used of God so that others will say, why do you have peace in the midst of this? And we can point them to Jesus. Why are you not upset about this? And we can say, 
It's all because of God's amazing grace. So really, rather than be filled with despair in the darkness that may be around us, we ought to say, I need to make sure my light is bright. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that every believer here would be challenged to not be filled with fear and anxiety and distress, but Lord, that we truly would trust You and delight in You and commit our way to You that we would rest in You, that we would not be overcome with anger, that we would depart from evil, and that continually we would go about and do good. <clears throat> Lord, as we sang earlier tonight, bow the knee, I pray that you would find in our nation multitudes of followers of you that are willing to bow our knee in submission to you. And Lord, contrary to what many are doing in disregarding your laws and disregarding your ways, I pray that you would find in us hearts that delight in you and delight in your ways, that we don't come before you saying, oh, why do we have to do that? But that we would delight to walk in your ways and we realize that your ways are not grievous, but they're joyous. And Lord, I pray that we would see the opportunities You give us to be the lights. That we'd be prepared for the opportunities that You're going to bring us. And Lord, I pray that You would be pleased in the way that we come before You, that the way we've rest in You, the way we trust You, and the way we represent You. Lord, in just a moment we're going to pause and again tonight invite individuals to pray for our nation. Lord, we acknowledge our desperate need of You. Not that we're any more desperately in need of You today than we were a year ago or ten years ago. But Lord, we have taken turns that You tell us brings the judgment of You. I pray that You would help us to properly respond in the midst of these days and that we would glorify You in this. So Lord, we thank You and praise You that You've called us for such time as this. 
We rejoice that you are a faithful God. And we rejoice that you will give us everything we need for life and godliness. So we come before you in prayer tonight for our land. And I urge you to lead out in prayer as God directs for our land tonight.